Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. It has been said of the Bible that the Old Testament is a book of pictures, while the New Testament is a book of captions. But one book in the New Testament is also a book of pictures, and that is Revelation. Most of the pictures in Revelation, it turns out, are also found in the Old Testament, but the view in Revelation has been enlarged. One of these pictures that is key to understanding this book is that of the seven golden lampstands seen in chapter 1. Ron Kangas is with us today as we look at the lampstands as they are revealed in Revelation. Ron, great to have you back today. It's always a pleasure to be here. This is a tremendous sign, Ron, that the Apostle John gives us in chapter 1, the lampstands. But Revelation's not the only book where the lampstands are mentioned in the Bible. Maybe you could trace the key references in Scripture that will help us to see what this picture is really all about. Revelation is the harvest or the consummation of so many matters that were first mentioned in the Old Testament and then developed throughout Scripture. And that's the situation with the golden lampstand. So we begin in Exodus a lampstand of pure gold, you get the impression that the lampstand is a kind of tree because of the way it's presented. The shape, the seven lamps, the pure gold, this is a type of Christ himself who declared he's the light of the world, and in him was life, and the life was the light, and he is divine and human. And he is the embodiment and expression of the triune God. So the first mention of the lampstand in typology signifies Christ as the shining expression of the triune God. Then we go to the book of Zechariah, and the lampstand appears again, accompanied by the sons of oil, who are pouring out golden oil into the lampstand. And in this context, there is this declaration, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Therefore, we can justly infer from this that the lampstand now, although it has an outward reference to the people of Israel, Intrinsically, the lampstand here signifies the Spirit. Therefore, in Exodus, we have the lampstand typifying Christ. In Zechariah, we have the lampstand pointing to and signifying the Spirit. Then we come to the book of Revelation, which I repeat is the consummation, the harvesting 
of what was revealed and sown in the Old Testament. But very clearly, in Revelation 1, the seven lampstands signify the seven churches. So here we have the lampstand signifying the churches. So what a marvelous progression in Exodus, the lampstand typifying Christ. In Zechariah, the lampstand signifying the Spirit. In Revelation 1, the lampstands signifying the churches. This is the scriptural basis for what will turn out to be in this message a marvelous unveiling concerning the truth and the life experiences related to the seven golden lampstands seen in Revelation 1. I remember when we were going through Exodus, and uh, we talked about how in the life study of Genesis, we saw seeds that are planted in the Old Testament and then developed or harvested, so to speak, in the New Testament. This is really one of those, isn't it? In the Old Testament, we see the lampstand first within the tabernacle and then later within the temple. It's interesting that both of these references have to do with God's building. And here, in chapter 1 of Revelation, the context is also God's building. Let's look at a couple of these verses before we join Witness Lee. Verse 11 says, saying, What you see, write in a scroll and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamos and to Thyatira, to Sardis and to Philadelphia and to Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And when I turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment, reaching to the feet, and girded about at the breasts with a golden girdle. Ron, let's join Witness Lee. In Exodus 25, God gave his people the word to build a lampstand for his building. And later on, in the recovery of God's building, again, in Zechariah, the lampstand is mentioned there. Now, it is the third time in the Bible that the lampstand is mentioned in the book of Revelation. In all the mentionings of the lampstand, it uh, nearly always says the lampstand is golden. Gold is the nature. Gold is the material. Gold is the substance of the stand. Then what is the stand? The stand is the embodiment of the gold. Then, how about the lamps? The lamps are the expression. Substance is what? Is the Father. As the source. And then, what's embodiment? The sin is the embodiment of the Father. The Father is the very source of the substance. And the Father is embodied in the sin. The gold becomes the stand. And then what? 
The spirit is the expression. The sin is expressed by the spirit. So you see, here you have what? The triune God. Mysteriously, the very triune God, substantially, is one. But in expression, He is the seven spirit. The lampstand is just the symbol of the triune God. What a picture. I think if you listen carefully, you could hear him uh, drawing on a chalkboard. But I think we all got the picture drawn before us as we were listening. And this is really one of those cases, Ron, where a picture is worth a thousand words. Uh, The lampstand, as described in the Old Testament, is a wonderful picture of the triune God that's revealed in the New Testament. Develop this for us, Ron. Well, let's look at certain crucial aspects of the golden lampstands. First, they're made of pure gold. And we know from the study of other verses in the scriptures that gold primarily signifies the divine nature. And that's related to God the Father. Then second, the lampstand has a very distinct form or shape. Well, if the gold itself signifies the nature of God the Father, The formation of the gold into we may call an image or a form points to Christ the Son, who, according to Colossians 1.15 and 2 Corinthians 4, Christ is the image of God. This is supported by a verse early in Hebrews chapter 1. He's the effulgence of God. So here we have, in the form of a sign or a symbol, the lampstands signifying Christ as the image and therefore the expression of God. Then the other crucial point refers to the seven lamps. And we should recall the first several verses of Revelation 1 we have a mention of the seven spirits of God. In chapter 4, verse 5, there are seven lamps of fire burning before the throne. Those lamps are the seven spirits of God. Then in chapter 3, and again in chapter 5, verse 6, we have mention of the seven spirits. Therefore, we have the scriptural ground to interpret the seven lamps on the lampstand as being the seven spirits of God. Of course, we know from Ephesians 4 that there is one body, one spirit. So, of course, in essence, the spirit is one. But the number seven signifies the completion of God's move in time. This is a matter of God's economy worked out in time. So the seven spirits point to the one spirit intensified sevenfold, much like the fire in the furnace in Daniel was seven times hotter, and the light mentioned in Isaiah in the coming kingdom 
seven times brighter than the sun is now, here we have the seven spirits of God. Now we summarize. The gold, that's the nature of God the Father. The form of the lampstand, that points to the sun as the image and expression of God. The seven lamps, referring to the seven spirits of God. Father, the gold, the sun, the form, the spirits, the lamps. This is a symbolic expression of the triune God. And very significantly, this expression of the triune God is intrinsically related to the local churches, revealed in chapter 1 and addressed by the Lord himself in chapters 2 and 3. This is truly amazing. The picture then goes even a bit further. Not only does it typify so perfectly, as we've just seen to open up for us, the triune God, it also now is identified with the New Testament expression of God with man, the church and the churches. Verse 20 says, The mystery of the seven stars which you saw upon my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the messengers of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands are the seven churches. The mystery just continues to unfold, Ron. Let's go back to Witness Lee. If you read the Bible carefully, you could see in Exodus, the emphasis was on the stand. In Zechariah, the emphasis is on the lamps. In Exodus chapter 25, it was Christ emphasized. Then in Zechariah, it was the Spirit emphasized. Now, in Revelation, the emphasis is on the churches. In the churches, both the stand and the lamps, both Christ and the Spirit got all what? Reproduced. The most in Exodus and Zechariah, there were only seven lamps. But here in Revelation, there are 49 lamps. Multiply. Reproduced. Reproduction of what? Reproduction of the Spirit and the Christ. When Christ is realized, He is the Spirit. When the Spirit is realized, I tell you, you have the reproduction. It's the church. The church is not only one universally, but also many, 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 many locally. For existence, one is sufficient, but for expression, not one, but seven. Not seven, but seven by seven. If we are going to know the church, we must see the substance, the existence, and the expression. Substantially, the church, even all churches, are one. But in expression, expressively speaking, many, many churches, 49 lamps shining, yet... The other one, the church is just the expression of the triune God in a universal way. It's not just one lampstand, it is 
seven lampstands. Not each stand with one lamp, but each stand with seven lamps. All together, you have 49 lamps shining together in the universe. This is the testimony of Jesus. Ron, in Exodus and Zechariah, there was just one lampstand with seven lamps. But here in Revelation, when the lampstands are symbolizing the churches, there are seven lampstands, each with seven lamps. That's how he comes up with this number 49. What does this um, increase or multiplication that takes place in Revelation signify? In order to understand why there are seven lampstands in the beginning and to anticipate a much later program, one universal golden lampstand at the end, that's the New Jerusalem. In order to understand this, we have to know what the nature and function of a genuine local church is. There is one Christ And there is one body of Christ. And the body of Christ is a way of speaking concerning the church, the universal church. Christ prophesied in Matthew 16 that he would build. So the church is the expression of Christ. And a local church is the expression of the body of Christ in a locality. Then a further, really a a deep revelation in the New Testament concerning the church is that the church is Christ's increase and reproduction, of course, not in the Godhead, that's impossible, but economically. So we begin this line of the lampstand with one golden lampstand in Exodus signifying Christ himself. One golden lampstand in Zechariah signifying the one spirit. But through the resurrection of Christ, there was the raising up of the universal organic body of Christ, the church mentioned in Matthew 16. And this is the increase and the expression of Christ. And this expression is seen locally in the seven churches. So God's economy and his eternal purpose is to have a universal corporate expression of Christ, and Christ is the embodiment and expression of the triune God. And the way God carries this out is that first in the Son personally, there is this expression. Then in the resurrection of Christ, the body of Christ is raised up as the corporate expression of Christ who is the expression of God. And this unique body of Christ is expressed as local churches. So those local churches as the expression of Christ and a reprint of the Spirit should also be, and in fact are, golden lampstands themselves. Marvelous. Well, we're going to see this shining developed a little bit more in our final section. Here's Witness Lee. The way the Bible presents the lampstands to us is very interesting. Firstly, the Bible says for the building of the tabernacle, there was the need 
of the lampstand. Not only for the building, but also for the function of the tabernacle. There was the need of the lampstand, you just can consider. You know, the whole tabernacle didn't have any opening. There was no window. There was no door. There was some entry, but the entry was fully closed, covered by the curtain. So, when you got into the tabernacle, there was no opening. So what? No need to say in the night. Even in the day, there was no light there. Without a lampstand shining there, no one can do anything in the tabernacle. No function. The lampstand was not only for the building of the tabernacle, but also for the function of the tabernacle. My, what does this indicate? This simply indicates that today, without the lampstand, there's no building of the church. Even there might be the building of the church, yet it'd be hard to have any function. The church's function depends upon what? The shining lampstand. No need to say the lampstand shines over the darkness, over others in darkness. I tell you, we, the people who are in the church, need the shining of the lampstand. Many, many times, in many things, when you stay home, thinking how to serve, Considering how to do things, the more you think, the more you consider, the more you got confused. The more you think, the more you got in the darkness. The more you consider, the more you are darkened. But you just step out of your room and walk into the church meeting. Right away, the light shines. Right away, you say, oh, this is the way. Oh, here's the way. Here's the way. You see the way. Not because there is a message telling you what to do, how to do, where to go. No. You haven't heard the message yet. You just get into the meeting. Right away, the way is clear to you. This is the shining of the lampstand in the church. Ron, this is one of the points that's not uh, easy to attack from a doctrinal perspective. It's far more subjective and experiential. Maybe say a little bit about how we experientially enter into this shining. In a way, it's simple. The truth is profound because it conveys the divine thought. But when we turn to the application and to genuine spiritual experience— It's actually quite simple. The light of the lampstand is always shining. And in John chapter 1, we have a wonderful declaration in verses 4 and 5. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, verse 4. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, verse 5. So Christ, especially in John, reveals himself as the light of the world. And now, 
Our spirit, which is the lamp of the Lord, is ignited. So we need a few basic things. Light is shining. We simply need to turn our heart to the Lord and open our being to the Lord and let him shine. Two other matters are these. The word of God is a light to our feet. So we need to come to the word of God in a living way and receive light from the word. And then, since a genuine local church is a golden lampstand, we experience light, the shining, by gathering together with believers on the ground of genuine oneness. So we open to the Lord, who is light. We contact the eternal life in our spirit, which is intrinsically related to light. We come to the Word, which is light shining, And we come to the genuine church in which the light is continually shining. We simply open our being and come to the light and welcome the light and love the light and pray that this light would penetrate every part of our being. This is a very dear and precious and real spiritual experience. We really find this shining in the context of the body of Christ, the corporate gathering of the members. It seems like the light that is present in the gatherings of the church is just like the lampstands in Revelation. It's multiplied, isn't it? Yes, it is. You consider the type of the tabernacle. The serving ones enter the holy place. That's where the lampstand is. It's shining. Nothing can replace our personal life with the Lord, and our personal direct contact with Him. But it is an experiential reality that there is much greater light, more intense light, in the proper gathering of believers in the light. That is, we are meeting corporately in the dwelling place of God as a realm of light. And hundreds and hundreds of us can testify of coming to a church meeting and eventually opening our being to the Lord and exercising our spirit. And spontaneously, we receive light on so many matters. This also is a most precious experiential reality. Ron, I'm sorry that we've run out of time today. This was uh, such a tremendous topic, the lampstand. And I'm really thankful the way the Lord has opened it up. The book of Revelation is full of items like this, so we have a lot to look forward to. We're really just getting started. Please contact us if you'd like more information. Our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or send us an email, radio at lsm.org. We'll return as we continue our life study from the book of Revelation. Please be with us for our next program. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wild. Thank you so much for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher and distributor of the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. If you'd like to contact us, just email radio at lsm.org or call us toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788.
Thanks for listening.